Hey everyone, this is Daisies.live. I'm Scott. I'm Mural. And I'm Shreya. And we're here to review a Bollywood movies, TV, talk a little gossip, talk a little news, talk a little whatever. Um, Mural, why don't you tell us what's on the program for today? We have a really interesting show today. We have the review of Sir Darnell Granson, which is streaming on Netflix just released um it's arjun kapoor and rakul preet singh and of course uh nina gupta well, interesting one uh we will review the last hour series that is on amazon prime we gonna look at that then we will also review the disciple you gotta tell me how it was because it has won a lot of international prizes international awards and then of course the shorty noki kahani fandom is here discussing freedom of choice with indian parents how emotional emotional blackmail and how marriage is a personal decision or a family decision they discussed all of this and more while they were in our studio earlier today and we're going to play some excerpts from that recording all right now morale if i'm if, if this is correct you did watch sardar ka grandson correct i did okay so why don't you give us i did not why don't you give us the premise and then shriya is going to do the review oh of course so um so it's a it's a story of um a LA-based character called Amrik Singh, which is played by Arjun Kapoor. Now, I keep asking myself every time I watch an Arjun Kapoor movie, and I think I've watched like all of three Arjun Kapoor movies, he needs to have another vocation. He cannot be left to act anymore. I mean, he really seriously needs to get himself another job. But having said that, Amrik Singh is his character. He asks, he basically has, a, has an old grandmother played by Nina Gupta, who's 90-year-old something. Her name is Sardar Rupinder Kaur, and she's the matriarch of the family. Her, they call her Sardar. And she apparently wants to go to Pakistan to see her house, which she built in the 1940s with her husband, um, who's, um, who's, who's, who was murdered in, in, in the partition. Now, she wants to go and uh, visit this house, and she wants to literally uh, go now. So he leaves... Um, and he goes he goes back to india to amritsar and um, take her there but she can't uh he's just had a breakup with his fiance who's rahul preet singh who, with whom he runs a company a moving company and um he goes to india to help uh, you know his his grandmom uh, go to pakistan and his grandmom can't because she gets him visa issues and then he decides that instead of doing all of that he's gonna take care and make sure he can drive his grandmom to pakistan in a car or something and somehow try to um uh, try to make this journey to pakistan happen despite the fact that his grandmom doesn't have a visa so that's the premise of the story and um, you know it's it's right written directed by kashavi nair and um it's 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 based on um i think i think what she said in an interview was it's based on an al jazeera documentary about an old man who revisited his home in pakistan after a gap of 70 years and um it's just uh, kind of a story about the india pakistan animosity uh, but but the fact that really the people who have roots in pakistan that still kind of think of pakistan as home um it's just it's just a story about all of that well uh shreya over to you Sure. I think that one something important that we might want to talk about is how the Sardar is 
terminally ill. So she does get a yeah. tumor. And at her age, she's 90 years old. They find it difficult to operate on her because it could be fatal. Yes. So he's, the grandson is really trying to fulfill this last wish of hers, which is to go see this house, you know, um, as we all mentioned, that she built with her husband. And along the way, he comes to this realization where the story gets kind of messy at one point, um, as Meryl mentioned, mostly with the visa. So he's like, well, if I can't take my grandmother to the house, maybe I'll bring my house to the grandma. And in that, that's where like the journey becomes really messy because now he's dealing with like borders and border governments. And they start having their own plans on what they want to happen with this territory that um, or like this grandmother's previous territory. So it becomes like not only a commentary about this, um, about this, like one, this partition to this uh, grandson's relationship with his grandmother, but also intercollegiate, uh, intercollegiate, excuse me, interborder relations. So they start like tying all of those things in together in the story. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Although I did realize that like it, the movie does not have good reviews. Like it's literally ripped to shreds on absolutely every review platform on the internet. And Moral is right. And she's like, I mean, sometimes if acting isn't your thing, like maybe, maybe you shouldn't continue doing it. Um, I thought the actors were, I thought the actors were kind of okay. I personally don't really know like the background um, about the people because I thought the story was kind of interesting. So maybe I'm, I'm a little different from like what everybody else said about the review of this movie. You're definitely a little different. Yeah, I definitely am. So am I, I. I've We're... never seen a, I've never seen a movie like that before. Like one where they start talking about interrelational borders, especially with like the dealing of property, um, not just the concept of relationships. I've never seen a movie like that. Maybe it's because I haven't seen something like two states. Like I've never seen two states. I've never seen the, um, can the I ask traditional you a traditional interborder ones? Yeah, go for it. Are are, are you saying that they they literally were, were going to move the house back? They were to- yes, they were literally. Going how to move how do you how do you even logically logically kind of uh, even weave that into a plot? A you know plot, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and then yes. you casually casually throw that into a plot. I mean, and and then you say, oh, it came to me because it was an Al Jazeera documentary. Please. Excuse me. Explain. Explain the logic of this. I mean, this is a fantasy. This is not an Al Jazeera documentary. <laughs> this yeah. should be a part of uh, of Disney. Um, Wait, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's literally like they stole the plot from Up, and they were just like, let's let's make it happen. Huh. No, 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 no. That's what I said. I mean, why I put why I put the Disney why I put the Al Jazeera part up front was because that's the only thing I remembered after watching the movie. Did not did somebody not tell me? Did did the, did the director not say that she was inspired by Al Jazeera? This doesn't seem Al Jazeera. This seems Disney right there. <laughs> but wait, there's there is something to be said though. I mean, if if the idea is you can't the the, the partition, it's ju- it's almost as absurd to move property across a border as it is to move entire peoples right entire communities entire cities entire tribes across a border i mean you're talking about uprooting whether you're uprooting property like literally uprooting a, a home from its foundation or a community from its foundation is it it's one's a little more practical but they're both absurd, right? I mean, on at the scale that the that the partition took place at. 
Hey, hey, you talking about you talking about times in the early 1940s and the in when houses were built with with, with there was no cement it was, it was mud and stone. Okay, fair enough, but we're talking I mean I'm talking in the movie. In the movie, Shreya, it, is it is it is it absurd? I mean it's weird, but at the same so. time is it not? Like what do you think? No, I agree with you. I actually thought the reason that they did it in the movie was because it was commentary on the fact that yeah. the grandmother, the reason she can't cross the border is because she got into a fight with like a, a Pakistani official during some cricket match at some point. And so now they blacklisted her from Pakistan for that. So she can't go back. So they're like, well, we have to find any way possible to make this happen. And so they were like, your rules are so like character like, right. or like, That's what I'm saying. there's like, yeah. yeah, there's so much that you can do like i don't know how to they're basically kind of like making fun of the whole like relations between the two by saying they're like okay if we can move a person then there's like yeah. nothing that says we can't move a house so like we're gonna do whatever it takes right like, i, I right. thought it was full commentary on the yeah there's a, there's an absurd nature to it that it's mm -hmm. it's really not that different to say moving people across the border moving houses across the border it's just it's just this horrible thing an arbitrary line people's exactly. lives being thrown into upheaval i don't know that's that's the when i heard that that's the first thing i thought of I totally i mean bizarre totally bizarre i mean the next well, thought was I'm so sorry, the concept ahead, is kind of weird it was the next thought was so bizarre that I literally did not know where who thought of it. Was it is it effective as a as a uh, as a as a I don't want to say trick, but as uh, as a thing as a plot device? Is it effective to make you go, man? This whole this whole this I, I see the absurdity in this situation in a whole new light. It's even more absurd and more awful. Like what what was the effect of moving, trying to move the house? What did how did you react to it? So so. If they told the story to give us a moral science lesson that people uh, people are great, it's the politics that's bad in in animosity between India and Pakistan. Sorry, stop right there. I mean, go and write another story, please, because this was a really bad underlying uh, illogical example. It's like you know, you need to be in kindergarten to take this to take, take the story seriously literally it's it's like a fable it's like it's like i have to really go back to kindergarten to believe this to be a story that i can derive a lesson from period it's not it's not satire i mean it, it no it, it wasn't it no it's not a satire it's supposed to be real yeah it, the story's supposed to be real i i feel like it should have been commentary on something else because like unless you're looking at it from that angle you won't really understand the story okay. um if i gave away the ending it would probably make more sense why this why uh, Maral's like point of view is so comical on it because even the ending is like a why where did that come from like why <laughs> why would you guys even do that like where did that like you know you just never understand it's like a sudden is it antagonist, protagonist? I don't know. You just have like a sudden character in this movie that's like really trying to ruin everything. And you're like, where did you come from, buddy? But you have no idea, like you're completely blindsided by it. So I understand like the comical nature of what you're saying, but if they had made it to be commentary, it would have been more impactful. Okay. All right. So it's, it sounded like it was commentary-ish, but -ish. they didn't really follow through. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so what's the final word? Yay, yay nay, give it a watch don't bother what do you think i mean i personally didn't mind wasting a thursday on it but i probably wouldn't <laughs> mind wasting a saturday on it <laughs> okay fair enough morale 
You're no, please skip. Don't lead down. <laughs> no, okay. uh, unless unless you want to like do a Disney trip, uh, you know, don't waste money on Disney trip. Watch this, and you know, don't believe it. Please, <laughs> it can't okay. happen. Sorry, and no, it's not going to fix. This is not a quick fix to India Pakistan issues. Don't take don't take political <laughs> advice seriously. Right. No, it's, it's not going to stop war. <laughs> Uh, nothing and no arjun kapoor is not going to make a career out of acting not going to happen anytime soon so i think i think he has i think he has made a career out of acting no oh oh oh, oh. did they Whether pay him for this movie i'm not too sure <laughs> i would i wouldn't pay oh. him for that but if somebody did all the power to them what? All right, I moving just, on. I really want the internet to talk about Maral's like stance on Arjun Singh. Like that's it. That's all he's, of he's not Arjun about. Singh yet, but yeah, he's Arjun Kapoor. But, oh <laughs> <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he could marry Rakul Preet Singh and become Arjun Singh. We're fine with that. Plot thickens. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Shishi, and you're listening to my music on Daisy's. Stacey's not live. This is Scott, and we are back. We just got done. I don't want to say eviscerating because it certainly wasn't that, but we just got done. Morale got done. Burying it. Burying it. Shreya gave it a, 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 I would say, a pusillanimous, a non enthusiastic thumbs up. Is that fair? Yeah. Yes. All right. Like All right. somewhere right there. Yeah. A, a oh, Tuesday. How can you stand, Tuesday, stand Wednesday, on a ledge on this one? You can't. I mean, Montreal, yeah. let me convince you. No, no, we're, we're done with that. We're moving what's, on. Now. What's this? This what is not even even an emoji. What's this? Is not, this doesn't it even make be. this doesn't even make emoji status. Girl, be, right? girl, this is not even emoji status. This is like. All right. So. We're now moving on to the last hour. Am I the only person who saw the last hour? Yep. So you got to do a full review by yourself, guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. And well, he enjoyed it. So let's enjoy I, it. I, 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 <laughs> all right. Well, the premise, it's uh, um, it was a series set in um, a small town. I think I think it's on the border with Nepal. And a um, a a... A detective, a fairly well-seasoned, well-experienced detective, uh, has a personal tragedy, and he's in Mumbai, and he has a personal tragedy, and he is—they he, assign him to this this town near the border, and what he does is, um, you think he's going to just relax, so he gets he gets uh, back from Mumbai, and he is in Nepal, and you think he's going to have a relaxing time just to, so he can process but that doesn't happen there are there are murders there are crimes to solve and there are very strange things that happen and um he he quickly overcomes some skepticism he has about some of the people that he, he comes across and uh ends up getting in very involved in an extremely metaphysical spiritual odd situation and um it, it, it's a it is in many respects a very typical whodunit it's a very typical police show uh the moment he shows up in the in the in the small town in nepal and something immediately goes wrong it's like well of course right and we're going to run into people in these in this small town who aren't what they appear to be uh that's how that always happens um but the most interesting thing about it is that very quickly, very early on, first episode, he comes across someone, um, 
uh, and he is called. He, he is a he's a young man. He's a he's a gifted archer, and his job is um, to take care of some guy's yak. That's what he's doing. He's a he's like a part time migrant farmer taking care of a yak. But it turns out that he's something called a a jockery, a jockery, and those are special people who can talk to the dead. They can talk to the souls of the dead uh, while the body is still warm. Not only that, they can go back and witness the last hour, hence the title of the show, the last hour of the dead person's life. What an interesting way to go about trying to solve crimes. So like, like any 10-part series, there are lots of in and outs. Um, but what happens is the, the Jockery has to light a candle and hold the hand of the, of the corpse and then they go back and then there's this very bright, like super blinding light. And then they walk toward um, some water where a, a someone, a, a, a boatman takes them across to the other side. And during that time, he can, he can go back and look at, he can, he can investigate, he can be a part of the scene. And it, it gets very complicated because at one point he is part of one of the deaths. So he is going back in the last hour, looking at himself in the last hour. It, it, it's yeah, it's it's like he's looking at a mirror of himself. He's like his own doppelganger. It's it's very uh, it's very complicated. It's, it's fascinating, and I mean the the scenery is gorgeous, right? This part of this part of the world with the mountains and the the prayer flags and the the dramatic the clouds and the wind and um, these little towns in between these enormous. It's just um, beautiful, but there are a lot of things that happen, and I, I can't get into it all. Just we don't have time. But um, the the base level story is he begins to fall for the daughter of the police officer who's involved. And um, there is also someone chasing him. There is also, if anyone saw the movie Jumper, where uh, the character can jump from time to time, it turns out in Jumper, there's someone chasing him. Like someone's like, you're not supposed to use that power. It's kind of sort of the same thing. So there's, there's there's someone actually pursuing this guy as he is helping the police officer solve crimes that are going on. The problem is he is part, he is an active part of the crimes that are going on. So while he is trying to solve the crimes, the, the, the guy who's chasing him, he's getting caught up. He, he affects He's not an innocent bystander. His presence, basically, if you're hanging out with him while you're, you know, on a Friday night, watch out because you might get caught in the crossfire. And um, it's a, it, it finally, the police officer doesn't believe his story, but then slowly but surely he, he understands that he is one of these trained people. He has been trained by this shaman. That's what they are. They are shaman. And he gets trained Can by I the interrupt you. Sure, please. A question. Please, go um, ahead. I feel like I'm in class. Wow. So you can be trained to like witness these last hours like yes, you don't have to be born with correct correct the shaman the shaman uh he received this training from uh a, a, an old lady that that he studied with and she gave him some some sort of talisman some sort of necklace that so she trained him and she gave him the special necklace and with those things he's able to to go back and talk to the dead now here's the thing he has to be near them when they die 
and he has to stay with them. He can't at one point, and I'm not spoiling anything. At one point, he 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 t- communicates with the soul of a dead person, and then he goes off because he's got this. I can go back for the last hour. He just goes off some other. He just like goes down the street to hang out to see what the cop's daughter's doing. Like and and it makes him very sick. He actually has a heart attack at one point and almost dies because he separates himself from the soul that he's supposed to be shepherding and and observing. But and that and what you've what the question you asked has gets into the bad guy who's chasing him. Because there's someone who thinks that he should have been given the powers, not the main character in the story. And so he's trying he's trying to take those powers from the young man uh, who's working so with the police officer. it gets passed to only one person at a time. Yes. It gets okay. passed only. There are, there are, now there are multiple, there are multiple uh, shaman, multiple Jokris, mm-hmm. but he has the power that she gave him and it manifests right. itself in a certain way. He can look back in time. Someone else might be able to look forward in time. Each Jokri oh. has a slightly different take on their power. But it's 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 a it's a complex show. Uh, it's 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 a, in many ways it's a very typical crime whodunit. But it's also spiritual, psychological. As I said earlier, uh, it gets into these questions of death and time and what happens when we die and um of do we, can we affect can we go back and change the past? Can we affect the future? It's um. And it's a beautiful, it's beautifully shot. Like I said, Nepal, the the border, and I could be wrong where it is, but I think it's on the border with Nepal. It's it's a beautiful part of the world, and that's a character in the story. This dramatic, gorgeous part of the world is um is definitely a, a it seems more powerful being in these mountains, being with these these clouds that are you know the fog and the clouds. So um, I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It is in many ways sad and beautiful, and then also like satisfying, like a crime show could be. And I'm not going to in any way, shape, or form give away the end. Um, I didn't really touch on it. It does have to do with the um, the daughter of the police officer and his relationship with her. And um, but there's a lot to it it's a it's if this is the sort of thing that you're interested in psychological spiritual thrillers with a cop twist and magic like time travel magic powers definitely see it it's uh it's i thoroughly enjoyed it i would watch it again you gonna watch it again seriously you like it so much like for meaning like you know sometimes i'll watch something and then a friend or my wife will say you know yeah sure i'll watch it it sounds great i'd, I'd mm-hmm. sit down and watch it with them Sure. Oh, so yeah. it's that watchable for you, right? Yes, okay. I, yes. Oh, it, it, some of it is just because it's so different, right? I, I don't see a lot of shows set in that part of the world. I haven't seen mm-hmm. many shows where people communicate with the souls of the dead. It's those. That's just not in my daily diet. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, interesting, Scott. I didn't know you were into these things, but yeah, I can I can recommend other shows like that um, to you because they're. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I, I I know a few a few other Indian shows that you could actually catch up on the same right. genre, but yeah, amazing. That was that was a good review. Like you're ready, Vic. Yeah, I'm. Look, I was born ready for this. Okay, this is. <laughs> okay, you need to go on mute. I'm I'm up right now. So, hello, it's Vic Pandya from Code Switch, the web series, and you're watching me on Daisies Live. 
Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm back here with Shreya and Moral, and we just I just reviewed the last hour. Uh, thoroughly recommended if you can if you're interested in psychological spiritual thrillers with uh, police who done it mixed in there. Uh, really just a very interesting show. Now we're turning to the disciple. Shreya, I will give the premise and then I want to hear your review. Okay. Does that work? Mm-hmm. The premise of The Disciple is very simple. It's about a young man who is studying to be a classical musician. And he is old school, hardcore, very traditional, respect for the protocol, respect for the guru, respect for the history and the culture and the traditions. It is a very artful film. Uh, it is it is cerebral and also very musical and it's it, it's one of those where every scene counts, right? So, Shreya, what did you think? I actually really like this movie. So I know that it goes just a little bit slow, or it seems like the whole yeah. Movie that's of- that's what hit me about about the movie. Literally, I mean, I I, I think it was like. 20 minutes away from from the end of the movie but it was so slow for me it was so slow but yeah i mean i, I it was slow <laughs> i liked it because i think that sometimes even movies that are slow as long as they're made very tastefully you can like you can see the art in them so i understand the concept behind this one right sometimes no matter what you do no matter how much you learn no matter how much you follow the book it's hard when you just don't have whatever people call like the it factor or like if you have ever seen an American TV show and you say the X factor, like sometimes people, judges will just be like, you have the X factor is what we like to call it. And those are things that you can't really put into words. But when you see it, you're like, wow, this person's just so mesmerizing, so charming, so different, like whatever their quality they have is attractive. Something about this kid, like it seems like he's really hardworking, but his talent is just not manifest as he wants it to and that's so hard when you try so hard and you focus and you work towards something and you just can't seem to be as good as someone who you know doesn't even spend that much time on it but still just innately seems to possess whatever power you need to have to like overcome you know whatever like that or acquire whatever skill it is I think it follows that inner struggle and that's why it's so slow because like inner struggle is really hard to understand in a fast-paced movie so it was so tastefully made for me. Like I completely understood the point. I completely like understood his like melodrama. I was like, I get it. Like how hard it is, how hard it is to come to terms with things like that. And it really is like the movie is just about coming to terms with something that you can't control. Um, I'm going to tell you about my favorite scene and then and you tell me what you think of this. But my favorite scene was hands down when they go to visit the, the music critic who explains, <laughs> who basically takes the veil off right and he, he's like this this industry this industry that you're it's just a bunch of egotistical performers who care about you know about cultivating some sort of mystique and that half of them are obnoxious and pretentious oh that woman whose whose teachings you listen to she's full of crap and and then he splashes the water on him uh i thought that was i thought that was um that was a turning point in his development because at that point he's like everything i believed in everything i cared about everything it's all wow it's all just maybe crap it's all just an illusion that and i bought it hook line and sinker what did you think of that scene what did you think of of my interpretation of that what how did that play out for you 
Isn't it crazy how it kind of seems like coming of age when you think about it, when you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, definitely. you veil off of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you see like, it's like, oh, you learn about Santa Claus and you're like, man, that's, that's not as exciting anymore. <laughs> um, it's kind of, it kind of is like that. It's hard because he so strongly believes. And then all of a sudden, everything that made him feel inferior for so long is no longer like the mirage. It's it's a literal mirage. And he's like, oh my gosh, like he's he's seeing all that. And that's so much to digest. I actually really commended the actor in that scene for being able to digest the information that was thrown at him so quickly. Because like, if I had just been told that everything I had been working towards in my 22 years of life was that I, that made me feel completely unvalidated, was like a whole facade, that would at least at least take me a couple months and maybe a few therapy sessions to get over. Like, I mean, I think we got to right, think about right, it that way. Right. 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 And he's, he's like, Oh, this is what happened. And then he just starts running with it. Like, he's like, okay, you know what? It happened. Let's go. And I'm like, I just don't understand like how, how you would have digested all that information so quickly. But that, I think that was like the standout part of that scene for me, or at least that's what I took away from it. Yeah. He did not. I mean, when he threw the water, I thought, I thought being in that situation, if I put myself in the in the position of the singer, I would love to have a conversation with a critic like that who knows all those, like to get the inside scoop, right? Everyone wants the scoop. You know, I was, for a while, I was a, a, a journalist, a soccer journalist, and I, and I would hang out with professional soccer players. And it was really cool because we would talk about whatever it was that we were, you know, sp- I was supposed to write about and whatever the word was, whatever the, whatever the, the story about a game or about a team or about a player and then it would turn the recorder off and be like okay so what's really going on you know what's the real thing that's going on and they'd give me the scoop and obviously i couldn't talk about it but i knew all kind they told me all kinds of stories about this player or that team or that coach and it was fascinating it was like being the fly on the wall and he was being the fly on the wall he was getting he was getting like the best kind of information like the real true inside scoop unfortunately for him it just it just exploded his whole worldview it exploded his sense of self everything but i was i was sitting there as he was going through it going this is the good stuff man this is exactly what you want and then when he splashed the guy thought oh maybe you don't maybe you don't want that maybe you don't like you prefer your illusion right you prefer your right that that I mean that lady when she was giving her classes she was fascinating, you know the the way they intersperse those between scenes where she's giving her little talk about about how you have to give up things you have to mm-hmm. it was fascinating it was like and it sounded so wise and real, and the guy's like oh it's just a bunch of pretentious crap she was full of it she didn't you know it's like whoa whoa it was it was sad to see his bubble burst like that but I I felt I felt both sides to that you know i want to know that inside scoop whenever i'm involved in something heavily i want to know what's going on like i remember morale a couple weeks ago you told me that everyone loves working with pankaj uh, tripati that he's just he's just like the most like that it's that kind of thing those kinds of little nuggets that i really enjoy you know but if you had told me oh god everyone hates working with him he's a jerk uh, you know, oh, did I really want to know that? Did I really? Did yeah, I really you you, hear that? you build you build your bias immediately yeah, based yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah, and his entire sense of self got destroyed, and then he couldn't sing anymore. He'd sing for a little bit, and then he, but he just walked off stage after that. Right? He just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. He just couldn't. He was done. So it's a, it's an unfortunate. 
it's a coming of age. It's a it's a lost. But the guy destroys him by telling him all that. He yeah. just destroys him. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he? I mean, didn't he in some ways do him a favor? Right, because then what? Then what happens? He uh, let's not spoil you, it. But. You don't. You don't know. I mean, it's not. Not everybody can be the best singer, but you don't destroy a person's spirit by by telling them that they're no good. Well, in 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 all fairness, he he was just he was just talking shop, right? People do that. They they talk shop. They sit down. They swap stories, and that's cool. That, that was fine, but um. And he wasn't intentionally trying to hurt the guy. In fact, a couple times he's like, "Let's let's let it go. Let's let's drop it." You know, I, you clearly, I've touched a nerve. Let's drop it. But um, once he got past that awful truth, then he moved on to the next chapter of his life. Right? He did he did something else that was still a part of music. It was still so. I I thought that in some ways it was a very healthy thing for it, for it to happen for that to happen. Would you agree, Shreya, that, that the way the movie, the res resolution of the story turned out to be actually, he wasn't the world's greatest singer. He, his bubble was burst about, about the career that he's trying to build for himself and the people that he's elevated to this very, this huge esteem. And now he's moved on to something. Seems he seems happy with it. He seems good. No, do you, would you agree? Yeah, I actually do. Cause I think that if that person had not burst his bubble and he had like entered the industry as he initially thought he would, like it would have, he would have come to that realization. But, and I think that like, it's not like he was never going to face it. If that's exactly what he wanted to do with the rest of his life, he'd have to come to terms with that knowledge at some point. And it's better yeah, for right. him to you're face right. it earlier than like, say you're like 60 in this, in this um, field. And all of a yeah. sudden you're realizing You've wasted all those years. So yeah, it's like hard because it was a lot at first, but then you're right. He does end up seeming happier because yeah. now he's a little more secure in himself yeah, and secure right. in the people around him too. And look at the end, look at his, look at his guru, like his guru. If the guy was right, if the music critic was was right, his guru was, was kind of second rate and didn't like to perform because i don't know what i can't remember specifically how he phrased it but he said something to the extent of he he didn't he he knew he couldn't hack it he knew he couldn't hack it so he didn't he didn't go out and sing you know he didn't want to end up like his guru having to chase a little bit of money here and there being essentially alone requiring the the charity of some of his students basically one student right and being a nobody he just he, he he saw that in his future you're right he was going at some point he was either going to live in denial his entire life or he was going to he was going to come to that realization that he just wasn't that good and it was better that he came to that realization that this was not a life he wanted to lead not a life he wanted to live uh through a conversation where a, a, a music critic bursts his bubble than someone going you know what you suck overhearing a bunch of critics talk about how terrible he is or playing to seven people in an, in an empty music hall, right? That would be a much more painful way for him to figure out that this is not for him. So I thought in some ways, like it was a good, you know, he throws water on him, but he got, the guy did him a favor, right? You're on mute. There. <laughs> I'm not. 
I was just agreeing with you. I fully, I fully agree with everything that you have just said, Scott. I think like, again, there isn't too much to talk about the movie itself. Like it it just follows that like small area of of life, this one person. So again, like going back to Moral's point about like, it is a little slow because it does follow that, but like that portion of the life is so tastefully made. Like this movie is so tasteful. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a great coming of age. It's a great commentary on coming of age. I'm not sure if that was like the entire point of it. Cause I think it was also about this concept of like disillusionment and like yeah. being a little, and um, I think it also touches on the topic of like in innate struggles when it comes to things like talent. Um, so there's a, a few tidbits in there, but like overall, I, I liked it a lot. I did like, too. How much would you rate it, Scott? Um, I'd give it an eight out of 10. I mean, oh, it was beautiful. Exactly eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah it was because it was from a technical perspective, it was beautifully shot. Right, you were mm-hmm. you've been talking about how it was just it was just well done, yeah. and um, it it is slow in the sense of you know there's not a lot of it, it's just not a plot driven movie. Yeah. But you're right, it's mm-hmm. about coming of age, it's about disillusionment, it's about what do I want out of life, it's about being honest with yourself. His dad wasn't particularly honest with himself, so I, I think yeah, but if if those kinds of stories speak to you, definitely, definitely watch it. If you like something a little faster paced, you may want to you may want to skip it. But I loved it. Hey, I'm Stephen George from Code Switch the Series, and you're watching me on Daisy's Live. Daisy's Live. This is Scott, and we're back. I'm here with Moral and Shreya, and we just got done giving a a of an enthusiastic head nodding double thumbs up um to the disciple yeah a smile like a thumbs up and a smile morale didn't like it but Shreya no I, I, did. I didn't watch the whole thing because obviously you know Fair enough. I was- but the <laughs> fact that you the fact that you were like you know what i'm gonna let this go that that that, that does say something so no i I did not let it go because it was slow because you know I've watched slower movies sure, I've, sure. I've, I've been patient with it it was because I had positive time I was last week was especially very hectic for me and you know the reasons why so so yeah it was just the positive of time it wasn't because uh, uh, just because the movie was slow I've watched slower movies I've, I've, I am a patient person okay all right so um, so that was the disciple. And time for us to now um, have the ladies from um, Shorin and Okikani fandom over again for the social topic of the week, which is uh, parental pressure and blackmailing by parents. <laughs> because this week, what happened was uh, Davy, who is uh, the aunt of Shorya, the protagonist, the male protagonist in Shorya no Kikani, the series on Star Plus, that these ladies uh, have such affinity for the series that is breaking all stereotypes for young people by telling the story of a young male lead and a young female lead that are just not like your normal female leads. Um, She pressured the young uh, male lead. She blackmailed him uh, by, uh, by faking a heart attack to get engaged to a girl of her choice, of her choice, a girl that he does not like at all. Um, Completely blackmailed him into a corner, pretended that she had a heart attack, did not take medicine till she, till he forcibly got engaged to her and he hated it. And, what these ladies are discussing today is why do parents do this? Why do they vicariously live their choices through 
their children? Why do they force their children to make choices that are not their own choices? And here we go, some excerpts from that chat. Hello everybody, we're back here with another episode of This Is Our Live and we have with us the beautiful ladies on our panel here again this week from the fan club and they've named themselves this year by uh, this this week by the way and they call themselves Shaki fan team and Shaki stands for Sharyanoki, right? Sharyanoki fan team and they are here the ladies representing the fan group at Shorya or Anoki Kekahani. And they are um, going to be talking about another topic today. And they're going to be talking about parental pressure and parental control on the decisions to get married. Uh, because what happened in Shorya and Anoki last week was Shorya, the protagonist, the male protagonist of the show, got uh, steamrolled into getting engaged to a girl of his aunt's choice without his consent. He got pressured, he got blackmailed into getting engaged um, by his aunt. So we're going to talk more about this entire blackmailing that South Asian parents are really good at and South Asian kids uh, try to avoid but cannot avoid and how and why this happens. So I have with me here on the panel uh, Sumi Rana, I have Supriya, I have Manushi and I have Shreya. But before we start the discussion, I wanted to take some time and get Shreya give us a lowdown on what exactly happened this week on the show. No, so this week, Hunter Valley Anoki like, got into the action woman, like, uh, you know, black shadow kind of role. And she, you know, saved her man. That was a very powerful scene, according to me. So kudos to the maker for, you know, thinking it innovatively. You know, not, it, it was not like she just saved him, but like she used her brains to do it, which will make it which makes it more sexy and appealing. Then the say Mahamilan happened of Shaurya and Anoki. Like they tried to meet, but they couldn't because of some circumstances. And uh, Devi's, the Mahan playing mother victim card, she started playing the emotional, uh, you know, it's, it's taking a toll on Shaurya. So we have seen that. And today's episode, which we all love and we all watch together, so we don't need to review that uh, or should we include that? In a no, of course, of course, because that was that was Friday for North America and Saturday for you. So we include that here, definitely. So that today's episode, I think, highlights the entire week. According to me, this episode actually highlighted the entire show, just not this week, because they talked about their problems from first episode to the last episode. Like, how has the story progressed? So if people are starting to watch the show from this episode. It's a great episode to start the show. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Shreya, for giving us a lowdown. So let's start talking about what exactly transpired. So Sharia, the male protagonist, is a strong character. He's complex. He's complicated. He has a history. And that's what makes him layered. That's what makes his decision layered. That's what makes him emotional. And to really understand this character, let me let me let me take you to Sumi. Sumi, you understand this character really well. 
Tell us more about the character Shorya and his character arc and how he has grown into uh, from Shorya, the angry guy who's really angry at his mother for, for, for abandoning him to Shorya, the guy who's in love with Anoki. Uh, see, Shorya has been angry at his mother, but he was never the kind of person who will be uh, unjust or unfair to anybody. You know, he always had this sense of righteousness right from the start. He would, he was the only one who would uh, protect his uh, family members, the Gayatri, uh, you know, and Kanchan, and raise his voice against uh, the emotional torture they go through in his household. Um, you know, small, whenever there is taunts coming their way, he would protect them in his way. But yes, he had this uh, 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 thinking about women and, the, and their career because of the way he has been brought up. Uh, Anuki has brought a dis different perspective to his life. Definitely. He has changed. Definitely. But, you know, there is still a lot that he has to do in this journey because uh, he has fallen in love. That is the first step. You know, but then how do you uh, keep that love intact, uh, fight with the different ideology uh, of Anoki, fight with the different ideology in the sense you, you know, accept that ideologies are different and you work towards a common goal. Like right now they are in parallel modes of communication in their minds. So they have to work together. So when that parallel line will actually meet and cross over. So he is doing that. Uh, what he needs is little time from Anoki. Anoki needs to give him a chance and he needs to give Anoki time. So, you know, uh, this is the byplay that is happening right now. He cannot rush Anoki into making a decision and Anoki has to believe and take that leap of faith that yes, if he's saying he will support me, he will support me. Because he's not the kind of man who would say that I will fight for you and he'll back out. He's a very, very righteous, very loyal, very uh, a man who says, and he does that exactly, you know, he's very true to his words. So that is something he, he, I know he has to trust him on. And I think it's a beautiful journey till now also from, from, from where it started to hear of him falling in love, of him understanding, you know, that love is an emotion that you cannot control by brain. And it is not a match that you make with your family. Like, Oh, fine. I'll marry Shagun because, you know, she fits into my, uh, into the bracket of what an ideal woman should be. Love is, it's a hurricane that blows you over and you just need to stand your ground. You know, you can't think from mind all the time. And he has realized that. Now he has to realize that how he has to work towards a common goal of living with Anoki, making her happy, making himself happy without the compromises. You know, nobody should compromise on their happiness, but they both have to be happy together and individually. So that is the journey that starts from today. And it's a very, very beautiful uh, character progression and arc, I would say. So it's very beautiful. Shara is a delight to watch. So happy that a character like that exists in IT. That character, though, let's not talk about him. I don't want to give him that much importance because Shan is failing on every aspect right now, even as father, even as husband. So, but because of that, so I think I made all of my points. Uh, I think if someone else wants to interject. Sumi, what do you want to say? Uh, actually, I agree with Shreya. You know, uh, for Devi, come if, if if this was coming out of place of love or concern, it changes the whole perspective. She would actually sit down, have a chat with Shreya, think about what he's saying, think about the repercussions. She would try to 
tell him why she thinks shagun is better for him if she well she thinks shagun is better but she would say in a logical manner here it is all about the control about holding that fort of power and manipulation that she has been holding for the last 30 odd years and here she is totally discarding every happiness of shorya i mean she is not bothered about it at all she is only bothered about herself so it is totally there is nothing called love in this equation anywhere it is not love it is manipulation it is emotional um emotional why emotional violence you can say it's like she's attacking shorya on everything that is important to him she's breaking his heart and she's making him realize that he is not that important for her like all these years he believed that you know i am he is important to devi even when uh, in this ep- in the last week's episode when devi asks give me one promise i will you know i will become better if you give me that promise the first thought that shorya had was that she may be asking something for myself like i should take care of myself i should sleep on time i should rest i should not talk to strangers he thought that she's asking something for himself and if if he takes care of himself she is going to get well soon and she says no i want you to get engaged to shagun and he got the shock of of his life because he thought she's thinking about him and now she has attacked his heart and she has made him question his whole upbringing i mean he is definitely questioning that is this the same woman i held on to this you know i i made such an important figure in my life i believed blindly that you know i told astha in front of her that you know you are not my mother she is my mother and now everything is a question mark because if she does not care for me now he had to literally fold his hands and beg if your child is begging for his happiness the mother has failed completely i mean you cannot be a mother if your child has to beg for his happiness that is his right and that is your duty to give to your child not not it's not his debt on you and my question is why does a child even need to ask from a mother a child is not he's 30 he's an adult the child doesn't have to ask at that age the child is able to take these decisions without asking because you know the concept of individuality in indian society needs to exist in south asian societies need to, needs to exist the child is not an extension of the people around him the person is an individual first he is the person that he or she is an individual in their own right they have their own likes and dislikes and personal likes and dislikes do not fall under the ambit of reason you like a certain vegetable you don't like a certain vegetable you like a certain person you don't like a certain person you like a certain color don't like a certain color you have personal likes and dislikes if you're not if you're not supposed to give reasoning for that or or answerable you're not answerable for anybody for, to, for that how are you answerable for other things you are an individual in your own right because of all those likes and dislikes then why are you answerable for other things so the entire concept of a person a personality separate from your parents why doesn't it exist in our families why don't we respect a person why don't we respect our children as individuals 
Okay. Well, um, yeah, that was that was a very interesting chat, and uh, there were a lot of young women who had a lot of things to say. This really, this show really just captures so many things for them. It, it gets them really excited, and uh, and you know that if uh, you want to hear the entire show, it is available on our podcast at podcast.bases.live and downloadable on Apple, Google, and Spotify. We have uh, we have many many more of these shows uh, coming up because th the fans are just, they are locked in this. I've never seen a show speak to an audience like this with such passion. I mean, this is just, they are, they're so absolutely animated about the issues that the show throws up every week. They already have an issue for next week because what happened this weekend was, uh, Shore and Anoki told each other that they love each other. But, uh, what Anoki did after that was that we have to stop because I know that you and I are very different people and I cannot be with somebody who doesn't think of me as an equal. I know that if we were to get together, you and I will have issues. We're not the same people. We come from different backgrounds. You are a misogynist. And I can't think of being with somebody who does not respect me. So we, though I love you, but I know you will never be able to kill your ego for me. And so this is wow. goodbye. And she walks out on him, even though she loves it's him intense. a lot. Yeah, she it's takes a stand for her career as a woman and she says my career i've come this far i've fought the world to be where i am i've left my home i fought with my parents for my right to educate myself i want to have a career and that's very important to me i don't want to end up as a mrs sharia so this is it i'm well, gonna what i love about the show is that is that not only do the do the fans love the the content just the story itself but it so much of the show hits current social issues it's not it's not just this is a fun show it's this is a fun show and it it hits everything it hits this button and that button and talks about this problem and that issue and it's just and and every week scott and you see it yeah. so last week it was this blackmailing by parents and this week before that it was domestic violence the week before and this week they're so stoked. This this entire generation is so stoked about the fact that this girl chose her career over love. They're happy about it. They're supporting that decision and they want to talk about it more and they're supporting her decision to yeah. stick to her guns and she's not giving in. Anything. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's wrap it up. This was uh, a lot of fun and uh, I look forward to next week's to some more interesting movies and uh, TV shows and of course some more Shoria and Anoki. And uh, and so have a great week, everyone. I'm Scott. I'm Miral. And I'm Shreya. And we'll see you soon. Thanks. Everybody. Bye. Bye.